0: Welcome to Buildcast, where we delve into the backstories of experts and other players in the built environment to reveal their journey and how they got built. Join us in our conversation to learn from their life experiences, to be the catalyst for innovation, and to make sustainable building mainstream building. Now, here is your host and the principal thinker at Build Tank Inc., Robbie Schwarz.
1: Sandra Adamatis is an appraiser, consultant, and educator. Her story is one of love, which also led her to her work's passion, residential appraisals, specifically green appraisals. She has pioneered the art evaluation of the energy and green building features in homes that is behind the drywall. She wrote the first drafts of what, through the help of the Appraisal Institute, became the residential green and energy efficient addendum, a systematic approach for gathering the data needed to add the value of energy efficiency and green building features incorporated in modern homes into the appraisal. I'd seen Sandra speak at several conferences such as EBA and ResNet, but never realized how important it is for builders to talk about and market their homes in a way that truly highlights the programs, energy rating index scores, and other features of value they build into their homes. If you aren't talking about it, you're just giving it away And now, thanks to Sandra, we can quantify the dollar amount that builders have been giving away. We have actually been able to do this for quite some time now. I've always been troubled, however, about the ease at which Sandra believes that the green addendum can be created from a ResNet energy rating. I've never found that to be true. I did some digging and found that ResNet HERS providers can auto-populate limited portions of the addendum through the ResNet Registry, which brings up two issues to me. First, if raiders don't have this ability at their fingertips and have to go through their provider, the addendum won't get to the builder in the most efficient manner, which defeats the purpose. Second, there's a lot of additional work that's needed to be done to completely fill out the form. This is unnecessary, but nobody has taken the time to map the data to the form and get it into the rating software itself, so that it's easily printable at the same time as all other reports to provide the builder in the quickest, most streamlined manner possible. Until we break down these barriers to delivering the green addendum, we won't be able to make the capturing of the value of high-performance building mainstream and change the market for the better by getting energy features integrally wrapped into the financial dialogue of house buying the next step, in my opinion, would be adding the energy to the PITI equation once and for all. This has been talked about for years, but still hasn't been done. So I hope you take a listen and let me know your thoughts about the green appraisal addendum and how you can use it in your work. Hi, this is Robbie Schwartz with Build Tank. Uh, welcome to the BuildCast. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with Sandra Adamatis. Did I pronounce that correctly, Sandra? You did a great job, yes. Great. Well, welcome to the BuildCast, and thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Um, One of the reasons I wanted to speak with you um, was with regards to all the great work that you're doing in the appraisal industry. But uh, before we get to that, I wanted to understand uh, what drew you to that, that side of the housing industry.
2: Sure, I'd love to give you my story. There, uh, way back out of business college, I went to work for a builder who was a production builder, and so I had a couple years of working with subcontractors, blueprints, buyers, and sellers in the market—all new construction. And then from there, went to work for a, a, re, a remodel uh, company that did, you know, remodels of homes—no, uh, no, no cons- commercial, just homes—and was with them for a short period and, and met a uh, an appraiser. Uh, that uh, was in the area. He was one of the largest, had one of the largest appraisal businesses in the area. We started dating and I started learning more about the appraisal side of business. And I decided I really liked that better than the sales side. Um, I had a sales license, but really never actively used them. I just worked with the builder from that perspective. And so that's, uh, I love numbers and blueprints. So that's why I decided I'd probably be a pretty good appraiser. So I started taking classes and uh, shortly uh, applied for membership in the Appraisal Institute and uh, went to work to get my SRA, which is a uh, designation credited by the Appraisal Institute uh, that makes me a specialist in residential properties. Uh, From there, I kinda uh, got very involved in a lot of new construction, high-end properties in Indiana. And then once my husband retired, he had planned for us to move to Florida. So when my youngest one left uh, school, we moved. I'm, we both moved to Florida, and I started my own business. He retired, or he so-called retired. You never really retire. So from there, um, this is where I ran into. It was 2008. I had a lender that asked me about um, doing a final inspection on a new construction that someone else had appraised. They always like to have that second set of eyes on the appraisal. So um, I got a copy of the appraisal, went out, made uh, an inspection of the property. And that's when I ran into my first green home. First time I'd ever heard about green. knew about code, you know, from my years and working in new construction, knew about blueprints and such, but never heard this term green or high performance. So fortunately, that lady was a, the builder was a lady builder. And uh, I started asking her questions about, well, how am I supposed to know what's behind the walls? And the appraisal has nothing in it about being anything other than a code-built home, average quality. And and so she started pulling out uh, documents that I'd never seen before, like a green certification, uh, a HERS rating. And I said, I have no clue what these documents are. What what do they actually mean? Uh, So she spent a lot of time with me, giving me an overview of what these things meant. So I said, well, can I talk to somebody in the industry to verify what you're telling me? So I began to speak with different um, uh, professionals in the industry, energy raters. Uh, I got a hold of Steve Baden of of ResNet. Uh, I talked to folks uh, with the LEED certification program, and I jumped right in and took the LEED classes online so I could get my uh, LEED green associates. Um, So that's what got me interested. My husband had always taught me that, uh, you'll really succeed well if in your profession you learn everything you can, find a niche that no one else is doing, and, and provide as much service and knowledge in the industry that you can in that particular given field. And that has served, served me well because there was no one else in this community that would even attempt it. So uh, I was kind of the first one out of the box. And it's hard to be wrong when you're the first one to to draw attention to it. Yeah. So that's kind of got what got me started in
1: this. That's that's a, a great story to, to start with. Um, maybe it would be worthwhile to start with kind of the base premise of an appraisal and what what an appraisal is and, and what most often it's used for.
2: Okay, uh, an appraisal is, a, it's a, a person's uh, objective person who's been trained in the industry to, look at data and analyze data what is the what are the buyers and the sellers in the market doing what are they willing to pay for what are the trends going on what do they prefer in their homes Um, and um, to, to be able to look at that data in a given market because not every market's the same so we have to be able to narrow down that data to that particular given market or if we can't find a sale of a similar property, go to another market where if the buyer could not find a house in that neighborhood, they would go to the competing neighborhood. So we would go to a competing neighborhood. So typically appraisers use the multiple list services and public record to uh, search for sales of similar properties. So that is the number one criteria is we re-research data. So the data determines what the value is And if we have good data, the more accurate our value conclusions will be. If the data is very limited, the higher degree of error that could occur. So let's let's think about that premise for a moment. So in for the first probably 10 years that I was working in the high performance market, the data was so lacking. Uh, There there were a lot of houses out there that were green built and sales that were occurring, new construction but you couldn't find them. And a lot of it was because they weren't um, coded or listed appropriately. And if they were listed as a green certified home, they weren't marketed to to the best so that the buyer knew what they were getting. And quite often, more than likely, you would find that the agent, a real estate agent, would list it for the same price as a similar code-built home without those features. So what happens then? It sells for the same price as a code bill without all those features. So then the appraiser comes along and says, the data's telling me greenhouses don't sell for anymore. Yeah. So, you know, that was an issue for a very long time. So it's a matter of education and it's not just education of the appraiser or the real estate agent. It's educating the public on what to look for in a home. What makes this home more uh, worth more, more beneficial to them? So, you know, that was a lacking in the market. So, when I would look at sales, uh, I would also try to find out was it well marketed? Because appraisers typically do work, a lot of work on, in this area for lenders. So, it's for a mortgage. So, it has to meet a certain appraisal guideline set by either Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, um, or one of the, the agencies or the GSEs, the government sponsored enterprises. So they all tell us that if this is a new feature in the market, then we have to support with data. Is the market accepting that feature? And if they accept that feature, uh, how how much are they willing to pay for it? So again, we can't just go out and say, well, it costs 30,000 more to build it as high performance. We have to show the data that supports that 30,000. Can't just be cost. And the guidelines also tell the appraiser, you can use cost approach, but it can't be your sole approach to value. Even though sometimes in a market where a high-performance home is fairly new, that may be the best approach with the least amount of weaknesses because it's new. Somebody's paid that for it. It's newly constructed, so there's no depreciation. Uh, But still, they require a sales comparison approach. So in looking at the, the blueprints, the data that the builder gives us, if it's new construction, another area we found that was weak is they weren't giving us all the details so that we could look at their plans and specifications and say, yeah, this house is being built above what the local code is. They, and For instance, in one, I had one appraisal, appraisal sent to me and the builder gave me a set of specs and I called him up and said, this house is the specifications are no better than code built so let's go down through them and so i started naming the issues that i found the energy ratings etc he said wait a minute tell me what the code number is in the bottom of the specification sheet so i gave him the code number and he said i gave you the wrong spec sheet okay so you know that made me start thinking about well we need a better way to communicate between the builder the appraiser the lender and the real estate agent. So that's when I started developing that little form that we now know as the appraisal institutes, residential green and energy efficient addendum, because that highlights those areas where the typical high performance home exceeds code built. And that those are the areas also where it's going to cost you more to build that home to that standard. So, and also that was a communication sheet to let the, to attach it to the builder spec sheet. So the builder, it's in a language that the appraisers are being taught instead of a language that we may not understand. And also it notify if you attach it to the sales contract when that property sells, when the borrower takes it to the lender, the lender sees it attached to the sales contract and the lender says, wait a minute. I've never seen this attached to a sales contract before. I better figure out what it means and I better find an appraiser who understands it. So it's a, it's a red flag to the lender to find that appraiser that has knowledge and expertise in that area. So once we get those plans and specifications, then we'll start searching for similar sales that have occurred that would meet those same standards. If we can't find at least three, we hope to find at least one and then other sales that might be similar other than the high performance features and then make adjustments for the lack of those features if we can support that in the market. So that's why it's so important, the data is so important. Um, so this, and the specifications and the green addendum. Once that, you know, that, that the appraiser can attach that right to the uh, appraisal report. Mm-hmm. And it also tells the underwriter, okay, this home was special. It's different than the typical homes I'm seeing in this market. So it helps them to, uh, it helps the appraiser to support what deserves to have a higher value maybe than another sale without the features. So the the green addendum has been quite helpful in the market. And we can see, we've measured by uh, studies that have been done that when the real estate agent attaches the green addendum, to a listing and they market it appropriate by making the comments and the public comment about the high performance features and their benefits in a language the buyer can understand. Typically will sell faster and for more money. So it's been helpful for on the sales side, the lending side and the appraiser side. Uh, so we now have energy raters that will complete that form for you. They can auto-populate it you can go to the green building registry which is by the earth advantage group they have a building registry they will auto populate it also you can go in by address find those high performance homes if they're if the builder has listed them there or the mls and then they they will auto populate the green addendum and that makes it handy for anybody that's looking for a home looking to for comparable from an appraiser's perspective Or if you're a real estate agent and you're listing one, go there and find out if a home has those features and then download the green addendum, attach it to your multiple list. So it's the cost approach and the sales comparison approach. Those are two main approaches to value that the appraiser is going to use, typically for mortgage lending. Now I've also gotten involved in appraisals where a homeowner says, I built a high performance house, I'm ready to sell it now but I don't trust the realtors to know what to list it for. So would you come give me an appraisal, help me figure out what to list it for. So I will go out often and do an appraisal for that, for that reason, for that use. I'll also uh, make some um, um, helpful hints to the realtor on how to what wording to use in the marketing mm-hmm. to help the, builder, the, the appraiser and the buyer understand that the home is high performance.
1: Wow, there's so so much there that uh, I have questions on. First, do you have you found often that in specific markets that the only comparables are with the same builder?
2: Uh, that has happened, yes. That was in my market for a while. There was only one builder that was doing this. Uh, so it made it difficult to find those comparables. Uh, So what I had to do in in the very beginning is I found another market where uh, high performance homes were being built similar in buyer uh, characteristics and found some sales there, paired them up to say, yes, they were selling for a little bit more. So I could use that as support for adjustments in my local market. Uh, Right now in Southwest Florida, I live in Punta Gorda, which is just uh, north of Fort Myers, south of Sarasota. And we have two really, really large developments that are all high performance homes. One of them is 100% solar powered. There's a big solar um, field there that produces all the energy for the homes being built there. And it's called Babcock Ranch. Um, The other one is uh, in the Sarasota Bradenton area and that's Lakewood Ranch. So we have plenty of green homes here in in our Florida markets uh, that now appraisers should have knowledge
1: of. Sorry, just writing that, that down. Um, so, the, the, the ultimate objective is to appraise a house for uh, always in the sales process, right? Uh, mm-hmm. to, to help establish the value of the house. Uh, is it primarily for the lender to have um, security in being able to lend the amount of money for that house? Yeah. are yes. not more money. To
2: right. They want to be sure that their uh, the, the risk factor is low. So they want to be sure that whatever the house could sell for 20000 over what the, proper, the person appraises it for, but you're going to have to bring 20000 to a closing table. You know, mm-hmm. so you're to have to have that equity in it. So um, the lender wants to know what is the market value? And there's a specific definition of market value, knowledgeable seller, knowledgeable buyer. So in the market for a reasonable amount of time. Uh, there are no unusual concessions. You know, the builder's not giving the homeowner $50,000 credit card <laughs> in the deal or something of that nature. And uh, so the appraiser's looking at that definition of market value. And then the sales that we choose should also be market value sales. In other words, they shouldn't have undue influence, shouldn't be from a divorce or a repossessed property or a uh, property, again, where concessions were paid to make somebody pay a lot more than maybe it would be worth without the concessions.
1: Yeah. And in really hot markets like here in Denver, uh, houses aren't on the market very long and they're selling for mm-hmm. substantially over market values. Does that cause a lot of problems for appraisers?
2: Yes, it's hard to keep up with this market. The other issue it causes is it's hard to quantify what they're paying for. In other words, uh, uh, green homes may sell for the same price as as a co-built home because the market is in such an undersupply. Uh, I heard it once, and I think it was um, one of the production builders said, when buyers come in, they're looking for a basket. They need a home. The home is their basket. And then anything else they get inside that basket is just a plus. So when you're in a market where you have very few choices, the seller it's a seller's market they can raise the price as high as they need to and of course in denver in the, your area you've had the fires which destroyed a lot of homes so that even hurt your supply of homes on the market even more yeah. we're in an undersupply supply here uh we're probably about uh, a month of supply on the market right now and you know typically before all this started we've had about six to eight months of inventory on the market so it's it's hard for appraisers to stay abreast of how much, how fast the market's moving and actually what they're paying for. Are they just paying for it because it's such an under supply or are they paying for extra because it's high performing? You can't break that down like you used to.
1: Uh, interesting. And you mentioned marketing. Uh, how much of the marketing that a builder does, does that impact the price of the house? And do you find that there's often false marketing that, you're having to deal with to uh, adjust that appraisal by
2: yes the uh, there's a lot of what we call greenwashing out there where you know everybody says well everything i build's green and uh, so then when you drill down to well how do you define green or how do you define high performance everybody's definition is not the same so I've, i try to um, uh, imp- uh, impress upon appraisers and agents Ask, ask the builder, ask the property owner, what do you mean by high performance? Explain to me what your definition is. Now, um, I, the other issue I see with builders is in their marketing and in their sales teams, not all, but a lot of them aren't even any more educated than real estate agents or appraisers. I went into a local builder here and I knew that he got, that he got hers ratings. I even had them all downloaded into an Excel spreadsheet. So as a blind shopper, I went into the model home and I said, uh, do you get energy ratings on your homes?" And they go, what do you mean? Oh, this is herself sale. You know, like like one of those things called maybe a hers, I think it's called, you know, I, I was acting kind of unknowledgeable and, and the lady said, well, they're all to code, so I'm sure it has one. Yeah. So in other words, she really didn't have a clue. So, yeah. you know, the builder wasn't maximizing the sale of that property. There was nothing in the model home that told me, the buyer, that it had an energy rating of 45, which is a nice energy rating for this market. There was no uh, brochure. There was no green addendum filled out. Nothing to give me any features that exceeded the builder across the street. So if you don't market it and the benefits and the features that are high performance, how is the market to learn? what to look for, how are they to know that that's something they should be asking? You know, I, you probably heard the story of a uh, Georgia Power. They had a, um, a, a builder, builder's program going there. And if you were in their builder's program, then they would give you these uh, posters. And as soon as you got your windows up, you put the poster in the window and it says, my home's a 65 or whatever the number is. And then they, uh, Georgia Power also put a big billboard up on I-75 and it says my home's a 65 rating 3 bed and 3 bath 2 car garage what's yours well one of the builders came into georgia power and asked the age the um receptionist said i want to see one of those uh hers ratings because i can't seem to sell my houses because everybody comes and asks what it is and i have no clue what it is so yeah. you see the education from that billboard alone told buyers i need to be asking about this hers thing even though they may not know what it meant they knew they should ask about it
1: yeah and that marketing affects directly the appraisal value of the home. It affects the sale
2: price, which the sale price affects the appraised value. It's, okay. a, it's a domino effect. If you don't sell it for what it's worth, we're not going to be able to appraise it for what you think it's worth. Yeah. But if you can uh, market it for what it, what it's worth, sell it for what it's worth, and we can find the data,
1: then the appraised value will be closer to what you think it should be. Yeah. That's really interesting because we see all the time builders doing great things, but they continue to be really reluctant to talk about uh, what they're doing and to to market it in some way. Do you also find that it's difficult to, in essence you're uh, becoming the police of the builders marketing campaigns to some extent as an (laughs) appraiser? Well, I don't know
2: that I'd call it the police, but uh, I don't think the, For years before I got into the green side of studying this new product, uh, there wasn't a lot of communication in the real estate transaction, all the parties involved. We worked in silos. Mm -hmm. So the builders stayed to themselves and did their thing. The the real estate agents did their thing and the appraisers theirs and forbid us to talk to each other. I mean, it was just we just didn't do a lot of talking to each other. So when I got involved in this coming from a builder side of things and then to the appraiser side of things, I understood then how important it was for us to communicate and really understand what's being built and keep in mind that appraisers can't see what's behind the walls yeah. and neither can your buyers. So why would you expect them to pay more if they can't see it? If it's not blingy and, and visible, why yeah. should they pay more? You yeah. know, so it's the same thing with the appraiser. If I walk into a home, and there's some nice bling, the granite countertops, I can see solar on the roof, then I know I, it's probably going to cost a little more to build this house, and I should look for sales with those, those features. But a high-performance uh, HVAC system, uh, that's a benefit if you get a good one, you get a in, better indoor air quality, your energy bill is lower. But if you don't talk about it, if I don't see a rating on it, if I don't understand it, why should I pay more? Why should
1: the appraiser pay more attention to it? So that verification and documentation is really important uh, mm-hmm. for programs or if you are just doing a energy rating index score or energy mm-hmm. star, any any of those, you you need mm-hmm. to ensure that you pass along the the verification documentation.
2: Correct. Yeah, and even if it's a preliminary uh, or sampling, that's something the appraiser can use. Uh, just, you know, it's going to be watermark sampling or preliminary. We understand. We teach that in the classes, uh, the appraisal classes. We talk about it when I do education for realtors. That That's that's something that will help you understand the, the energy efficiency of the home is having that preliminary rating or the sample, sampling rating. And the other thing RESNA has done that's been helpful is uh, they opened a database to the public. So you can go in and search by address. But they also did a special one for appraisers. It's called the Appraiser Portal. And if you're an appraiser, you sign up for free. I can go in there and I can search for the whole city and find out how many homes have been rated over a period. I can choose, you know, last three years, last five years, whatever the my term might be. That helps the appraiser support that this is a trend in the market. The market is accepting this energy efficiency and they're looking at the trend is growing. Without that data, if an appraiser makes an adjustment and they don't have enough sales data, the lender's underwriter is going to give them pushback and say, you haven't supported it. How can you support it? So if I can go to ResNet and do a spreadsheet and show what the trend is over the past five years and the number of ratings, the average rating, that's great support. So, you know, we're we're beginning to, as we began to network, with, work with each other, appraisal institutes worked with uh, ResNet, with other uh, rating co- or uh, certifying companies. And th- we began to realize how important it is to have that database opened, not only for us, but for the agents and for the property owners and the, the buyers in the market.
1: Are Are you the original author of the Green Appraisal Addendum?
2: Yes, I, I, I drafted it, and then uh, the Appraisal Institute uh, was kind enough to take it and put their logo on it, and they uh, had a team of appraisers that reviewed it also, and it's been edited by uh, our staff. We have a staff person that is uh, USPAP compliant. USPAP is uh, Uniform Standards of Professional Appraisal Practice that's a federal guideline that we have to follow. Most states, I think all states have adopted it as the guideline for appraisers. So we wanted to make sure that it met USPAP and um, and we've updated it. I think we're on our sixth edition right now. So as new things have come about, uh, we've added those to the green addendum to be sure that we're current in our communications.
1: And what types of things are called out specifically on, on the addendum? Well, it starts out with certifying
2: programs or verifying programs. So it would be your national green certification programs, your LEED, your NGBS, anything would be national. Um, then we have a place on there also, if you have a local certifying company, um, like in Florida, we have NGBS also, National Green, uh, no, not NG, but uh, Florida Green Building Coalition. Uh, so that's a local one. So you can fill that in in that certification section. So, that's where you would say, yes, it's rated, and here's the rating on it, and the, here's the year it was rated. So, it's a th- that's a third party that's verifying that it meets that standard. Then there's a section for energy efficiency, high-performance features. So, you had a, you'd have a, a section for indoor air quality. So, we'd identify features that would improve the indoor air quality. Then we have a section for uh, other features like appliances, uh, HVAC system, uh, lighting, anything that would lower that utility bill, and then you have the energy ratings. So it, you could put your HES score, your HERS score, BPI, any of the energy ratings. Oh, I was EPI. There's several of them. Uh, energy ratings out there. And Alaska has one of their own. So any of those ratings you could put on there. The date it was rated, what the rating is, and then. Um, Any other features that are there that would be considered in that energy rating, such as uh, there's a whole page for solar. And that solar page is so important. If the builder doesn't fill that out for the property owner and for the appraiser and the realtor, it would be hard for the appraiser to value the solar system. Uh, So that solar page, uh, if you fill it out, it gives the characteristics of the solar system so that the appraiser can plug those in to a PV value tool, which is a discounted cash flow or income approach to valuing the energy production. You can plug that in within five minutes, have a value of the energy produced. So that's extremely helpful, uh, that solar page is. And also we tell um, property owners to get it filled out. So if I were to get an appraisal order from a lender, And I knew that the house had solar on it. I did a a Google search and found out it had solar on it. I'd call up the property owner. I'd say, I'm going to email you a solar page. I need for you to get this completed. If you don't have it completed, I can't give you value for your solar system because I need the information on the size and the production, the age, et cetera. I pretty much guarantee you if they think they're not going to get value unless they get it filled out, they will get it filled out. Yeah. They'll call the solar installer or somebody and get it filled out. So that's the really important piece for the solar side of things. And then we have a a section on there for um, rebates, incentives, um, you know, governmental programs that are out there. And then there's a glossary with links on it where you can find the ResNet database, where you can find the green building registry. um, And keep in mind that the lenders are just as clueless as anybody else on high performance. So the more information in a simple format that we can put in the appraisal form, the better off we are. Uh, the, the appraiser will get less pushbacks and the lenders will certainly appreciate that they don't have to make a bunch of calls to figure out what it is you're trying to tell them. So that, I think there's two pages of glossary terms that will help them understand some of the terminology in
1: those uh, documents. And do you have to be certified in any way to fill out the addendum?
2: No, we, we suggest there's a, on each page, several different people can fill it out. So your green certifying person would be the best one to fill out page one. And then they would sign it at the bottom if they've completed it and what their, their title is. Uh, maybe the next page where you have more just strictly energy features, maybe it's just the energy rater, it fills that one out. And then the third page is the solar page. So your solar installer may be the best one to fill that out. Or if your builder has, um, um, someone on his staff that can complete the whole thing, they can do the entire thing. Whoever knows the most about it, it's not for the appraiser to fill out. Real estate agents should not fill it out because we're not uh, specialists in those features. Mm -hmm. And uh, if without that document, without the documents to support it, it's a liability issue for us
1: to fill it out. And appraisers don't do a physical inspection of the house, correct? Oh, they do? It depends on what the appraisal order
2: is, your appraisal assignment. Uh, You probably have seen in the the, uh, media lately that Fannie and Freddie are going to more desktops, is what they call it. So the first person that makes the inspection on some of the appraisals, not all, the person that makes the inspection may not even be an appraiser. So again, that emphasizes even more why having the green addendum on these high performance available to the appraiser is important. So uh and in some cases the appraiser actually makes the inspection. So it just depends on the risk factor from the lender's perspective and as to which one they order. Now the final analysis or value conclusion is always by an appraiser. So mm-hmm. uh or maybe an AVM in the beginning, uh, automated valuation model in the beginning. Uh, and if the risk factor is is high or higher than they, they're willing to tolerate then they order the appraisal.
1: Okay. So you you're, you mentioned uh, ordering appraisal and um, I guess the distribution of appraisals. Can you discuss a little bit about this the new process for how an appraisal is done? Because uh, I can't I just can't call up an appraisal and have appraiser and have them come out to my my house now, correct?
2: Uh, for mortgage lending, no. But if you if you want to do it for your own purposes, you can you can hire an appraiser. But from the lender's perspective, uh, the Dodd-Frank bill, which was written many years ago, yeah. Yeah. tried to put a firewall between the appraiser and the loan officer. And uh, because there was a lot of uh, things going on in the market where pressure, uh, pressure was being put on the appraiser to come up with the value to make a mortgage because the, the loan officers were making commissions on the mortgages. So they had vested interest in getting the value they needed. So the Dodd-Frank bill said, okay, we're going to put a firewall here. So they, they put the, somebody in the middle who orders the appraisals. Or if the bank wants to continue to order them, they have to have a department separate from the lending side. So whoever orders the appraisals cannot get a commission off the closing of a loan. So they're paid on a an hourly basis or a weekly basis. So um, what happens is they have to have a, an appraisal panel. and. Here's something that most people still don't understand is you can't name the appraiser when it's for lending purposes, but you have a right to expect an appraiser with experience in that property type and requisite knowledge. Requisite knowledge means they've had some education, they understand the green or high-performance features. So uh, you have a right to question the appraiser when the appraiser uh, calls to make an inspection, to find out what has been their experience. Do they understand what hers is? Do you understand what a, a lead certification is? Or whatever your, your question is about your property. If they say, uh, well, I'm not really sure, then I would say suggest that you say, I'll have to call you back. So call the lender and say, the appraiser really doesn't have knowledge or experience in this property type. You need to hire somebody that does. So the lender can have two panels but they always have to have more than one person on the panel. They can't just say, I have two panels and have one person on one of them. Yeah. They do all my work. That's not allowed. So they have, that's what they call the rotation list. So the appraiser can have, the lender can have a one a panel that's for high performance homes or complex appraisal assignments. And another panel that is just for the regular routine uh, home appraisals. So if they don't know the- the property is high-performing, they're going to order it off the regular panel. So that's why it's important that green addendum, it it alerts them, go to the other panel to order the appraisal. So the next one up would be given the the order and then they would be calling, uh, depending on whether it's a
1: desktop or whether it's a full-blown appraisal, uh, the appraiser would be calling. Does it cost the lender more money to have a more experienced appraiser? It should. It should. It should
2: because uh, to, for an appraiser to go through the Appraisal Institute's uh, library of green, or we call it, we call it professional development program for sustainable buildings, um, that there's three courses that the appraiser has to take in three exams, and that's one two four days out of their work week, full days, and at a cost of somewhere around eight hundred to a thousand dollars for the courses plus four days lost work. And if they have taken, gone that step further to learn about this, they should be charging more. And as, as we talked about earlier, it's a lot more research than doing this a regular home because you've got to really dig for the for the data, verify the data. And uh, it's like being a private investigator sometimes to, to
1: get that data out of the market. So that's probably why they have two pools uh, because mm-hmm. the green pool is charging more and they don't necessarily want to assign that higher price appraisal to every project that would be part of it yeah yeah, yeah. and keep in mind that they're required
2: by Fannie Freddie FHA and VA to hire an appraiser with that knowledge. And so the builders and the, the the sales agents, the property owners, need to keep that in mind. It's their right and what they should expect from the lender.
1: Yeah. And if a brand new young person is going to try and become an appraiser, is mm-hmm. this uh, green process part of their normal education or is it still a supplemental thing that happens later? It's,
2: it's the, the more extensive knowledge of it is supplemental. And our basic qualifying education through the Appraisal Institute, I can't speak for other uh, educational organizations, but the Appraisal Institute has started implementing in our textbooks and in our basic education, uh, energy ratings and uh, green certifications. You know, you'll find it throughout our basic material. But to really get uh, the depth of it then we suggest that once they get their 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 certification, go forward to take these other courses and get their name on the Green Registry. We have a separate registry on the Appraisal Institute's website where you can find those appraisers that have taken that extra education.
1: Yeah. So it's my guess is it's still not the norm uh, that this is out there, and so it's really would behoove builders to have that dialogue with the appraiser that's coming out uh to make sure that they're getting qualified people for their housing type exactly exactly and don't leave it up to your sales your sales team
2: Uh, send a blind shopper in like i've done a few times and uh ask the questions uh out in your aurora california colorado a few years ago i saw a newspaper article about a zero energy home being built and I called up the builder and talked to him. And I said, can I come out and take a look at your home? You know, I told him I'd written a book and blah, blah, blah. So he says, sure, come on out. My sales team's there. So when I got there, he, he had a great uh, model home with a lot of marketing materials in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had a huge uh, herb scale there, life-size herb scale. And I said to the, I played dummy again to the sales agent. And I said, can I take a picture of this, 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 Barometer or whatever this thing is here, and he said, "Go ahead," but I have no clue what it means. Oh no, yeah, it's crazy. So again, yeah, hard yeah. to hard to sell it for more if you don't
1: know what you're selling. Yes, yes. Um, so before we move away from the appraisals, you had mentioned the automated um, nature of the the data, um, and I've always I've heard you speak multiple times, and I always wonder where the disconnect is because I'm not seeing the full addendum getting automated, automatically, uh, automatically populated out of the energy rating software. So, um, do you think there is a disconnect, or am I just not finding the right places? Or how, how can we well, make the process more streamlined? I guess.
2: Yeah, uh, from my uh, conversations with some of the energy writers, uh, there's one in uh, Atlanta that does automatically populate. But he said he had to go to his vendor and say, uh, "Put this script in so that I can auto-populate the green addendum," because it's important to my builders. So he did that as a ad, service added. And your energy writers that will that understand the importance of the green addendum will ask their vendor to do that script uh, i don't know how many vendors you have that do your your you know ratings but um that w- that's a really a, a something that the energy rater needs to step up and then talk to your builders about it because quite often your builders so busy building they don't understand why you're giving them all this stuff and quite honest with you uh i can't tell you the number of times appraisers say i've asked the builder for that hers rating they won't give it to me yeah. Because they don't understand the importance of uh, what it plays in the appraised value.
1: Yeah. So it's still so much education needs to be done even after all the all this time here. Yes, yeah, definitely.
2: More more networking, I think. Uh, last year and this year, well, of course with the COVID, you know, the builders' uh, conferences were what they sh- should have been or have been in the past, I should say. Yeah. Resonant also. But the last uh, I haven't been to a builders conference in probably three years and used I used to. I was there every year, but it got to the point where when I offered a session, I may have five builders in the room. There just didn't seem to be interest in learning anymore about the appraisal side of things.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Uh I guess mm-hmm. the builder show was just in Orlando. Uh mm-hmm. I, I take it you didn't uh you didn't go this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Um I was wondering about the um, energy efficient mortgages, the and adding uh, energy to the PITI equation. Is that anything that uh, appraisers get involved with, trying to? Well, get done?
2: we don't add the PITI. The what I've been told now. Think about how low the interest rate is right now so it's so low anyway you're not going to get a better interest rate at one time when the interest rates were lower i mean were higher you could get an energy efficient mortgage and get it at a half a percent or something like that less than the regular mortgage but um what the appraiser can do on an energy efficient mortgage is look at the energy rating look at the savings amount and then do a discussion about how long does it take you to get your money back for the extra money you pay for the high performance features so if you're saving $3,000 a year and you spent $15,000 more, okay, we can do a calculation and say, you know, this is, this is something that most buyers would tolerate if they can get their money back in a short period. Um, so and we can do a discounted cash flow of the energy savings over the life of the, of the homeownership, maybe a seven-year period, nine-year period, and that would give us another indication of what those energy benefits would be worth. Uh, and then that along with the lenders love to see sales. They don't like formulas or calculation. They want the sales data. So a combination of all three of those gives a, an appraiser some good support. And I can guarantee you, if you do that and do it well in an appraisal report, you won't get questioned by the lender. Um,
1: um, well, I think that that really, gives us a great understanding. I wanted to ask you about your book, Residential Green Valuation Tools. Um, mm-hmm. When did you write your book and uh, what, what's it really entail for people?
2: Yeah, I wrote it, it was published in 2014 and uh, it was written at the request of the Appraisal Institute because it was a new topic that, you know, was gaining more um, media and more um Friends in the market, especially out west, California, Arizona, where we're seeing a lot more of it, Washington. Uh, So the the book was written uh, to help standardize uh, what some of the terms were that we were seeing, what a HERS rating is, a has rating, what a green certification is, and truly what the definition of a green home is. Uh, uh, so it was written, there's a chapter written for builders to help them understand what appraisers look for, what data they can provide. There's a, a chapter written for real estate agents to help them understand how their marketing and what their data will help uh, the appraiser appraise the property at a, a more accurate or more uh, reliable value, credible value. And then there's uh, several sections for appraisers on where to find data, on resources, on, on actual how to do paired sales, how to do a discounted cash flow, what what questions to ask of the property owner when you run into solar, how do you value solar, what questions you need to ask, what's important there. And then there's a section for lenders that talks about the appraisal guidelines, the limitation of data, what a credible appraisal should include. Uh, So it's kind of an all-round book for all the parties involved in the transaction. Actually, uh, we've talked about updating, and it's about time to update it. We could really update that about every three years, but uh, so it's it's time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It seems like a a great resource, and maybe something that uh, raiders, energy raiders, or others might give a builder as a gift to really help them understand everything.
2: Sure. Yeah, General Electric Appliance Department, the their Builders Division of it uh, when. I, it first came out, they bought, um, I think, 150 of them, and they gave the books out, had me come to several of other locations for builders that were used to uh, buying their appliances, and I gave presentations, and they gave everybody a, a copy of the book. So that was their, their way of trying to introduce the builders to
1: uh,
2: how to better document their appraisals.
1: Okay, great. I assume it's available through Amazon or some, some other bookstore?
2: Well, I'll give you a secret. I think it's available through Amazon now, but the Amazon price is 20 or $30 higher than you can buy it for on the Appraisal Institute's website. Okay.
1: Well, we'll put, so a, you, think, okay. we'll put a link in the uh, show notes for, for the okay. book. Also, uh, uh, the Green Appraisal Addendum so that people can, can get that easily and whatnot. I, I believe that the Green Appraisal Addendum uh, PDF is a fillable PDF. Uh, so it's, it is use Uh,
2: there's also a guide uh, to help them understand from the builders the realtors the uh, appraiser the lender's perspective what each of those um, sections of the green addendum what where to get the information and how to use it so i can send you a a link to the guide as well
1: yeah are you still uh well maybe not with covid uh been traveling around and uh, doing all the education that you have been in the past
2: always- I'm doing all of our green classes for appraisers are online so I've been doing more of those I'm I'm really beginning on especially on the solar side I'm beginning to see more appraisers taking the solar class and the the case studies in residential I also do the green um, commercial case studies online and the um I've done some zoom classes for their like webinars for an hour and a half for different, um, um, green organizations or realtor groups. Um, so yeah, still doing a lot of that. Mostly, mostly online
1: right now. Great, Great. Well, is there anything else that you'd like uh, us to know about this process?
2: No, I'm just glad you did this. We need, we need more, more education, more and people. I'm finding that realtors and appraisers and probably builders as well. They want their education in short clips. They don't want two, three hours. They want something short. So I think this is a great venue for it.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's uh, it's still telling that uh, builders are are doing all these things, but not not talking about it. And you know, even uh, in our neck of the woods, we had the Stapleton community that's getting close to to build out. And even still, you know, the community is a mandatory Energy Star community. But mm-hmm. the community doesn't market it that very well that way uh individual mm-hmm. builders within the community don't market it uh that way.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just yeah. so sad that they're not taking full advantage of of the opportunity
2: absolutely yeah, true and do you do they produce um builder new new construction magazines out there where like you know when people coming into town they can pick up a new builder magazine, flip through and find
1: yeah, there have those not there, yeah. Pick
2: up some of those, I, I, it was a funny thing I did in Orlando. I'll, I'll give you a short story. I, they kept calling me to come up and give a class in, to the builders and explain why appraisers weren't coming up with their values. So when I got there, um, there was about uh, over a hundred builders in the room. I picked up one of their magazines and I flipped through it. And uh, there was only one builder that mentioned just the words energy efficient in their, their advertising. So when I started out with the presentation, I said, you all are just, think that your homes you build that are green and energy efficient should be appraised for more than a co-built home, right? And they're saying, yes, yes, you know. And I said, uh, so if they should be appraised for more, why are you so afraid of advertising? And I held up this book. I said, I just looked at this book. There must've been a oh, hundred pages in there. I said, I only found one of you that even mentioned energy efficiency. It looks to me like the most important thing is three bedrooms two baths three car garage a lady on the front row jumps up and goes i'll change it i'll change it she was the one that sold them the advertising so i said you know if you've got hers ratings or you've got an energy star put it in your advertising and yeah. so that's you know that's a good clue for for your builders is advertise it
1: yeah 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 uh what somebody what a mentor of mine used to say if, if you're not talking about it you're just giving it away so stop absolutely it away for sure well, thank you so much for your time. It was a great conversation. I think really informative. And I, I think uh, just reminding people, like just continually reminding people that uh, not to give it away. Like That's right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Okay.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Buildcast, brought to you by Build Tank Inc see show notes and learn more about our guests and other episodes, visit the BuildCast page of our website at www.btankinc.com. Thank you, Ben Sound, for our music and to Ashley Owen for editing it. And you, for your encouragement and guidance in the creation of BuildCast. You can listen to BuildCast on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite platform. If you enjoyed our show and are willing, please take a moment to subscribe and review BuildCast which will help others find it more easily. Thanks again for listening, and please let us know who you would like to hear next and if you have any suggestions to make BuildCast better. Until next time, be safe and continue to think Zero to 360.